0: Welcome to the Gossip and Glamour podcast, where we cover all things fashion and offer listeners insider access to the Seattle style scene. Join us as we interview Pacific Northwest designers, boutiques, brands, and local creatives. I'm your host, Sydney Mintel. Thanks for joining us. Hello, fashion friends, and welcome to episode 12 of the Gossip and Glamour podcast, Today we sit down with Portland blogger Christina McGinnis and learn more about her recent adventures at New York Fashion Week. Good morning, Christina. How are you? You're good. How are you doing? I am fabulous. Thank you so much. So thanks for being here on this rainy Sunday morning. And hey, it's great. I honestly love Seattle. I've always loved it up here. So I'm just happy to be here. Amazing. So you just got back from New York fashion week. I would love to just kind of give listeners an update of like how it went for you, what it was like to be a blogger slash influencer at fashion week and just kind of your thoughts on the experience. So I loved
1: fashion week. So I actually stayed this time. This was my second fashion week. I've been to I went to one in February was like my first one and was like, oh my gosh, what an experience and then this time was my second and september is a lot bigger than it is Mm -hmm. in february but honestly what i would recommend for someone who hasn't gone is to go in february okay the shows are smaller you can make better contacts and you're gonna get into a lot more because there's not a lot of people applying and a lot of other people don't feel that way but that's what i noticed i still got into a ton made huge contacts Mm -hmm. but it's all about who you know it isn't really necessarily about your following and that was kind of like a twist for me because mm-hmm. before going there, I was like, okay, I need to have a billion followers to get into things. Right. I'm not gonna meet anybody. You can literally meet someone who could be an asset to you or you're an asset to them on the subway. Absolutely. It's just about like presenting yourself and being open. And I mm-hmm. feel like because I'm blonde and apparently loud, <laughs> I've been told <laughs> that people like are, you know, they're wanting to talk to you and they want to know your story and what you're up to. Absolutely. And I think that that helps a lot to be super open. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, I stayed with 11 girls. Oh and, my gosh. And it was this psycho, but it was so much fun. Um, we stayed actually a half a block away from Spring Studios. Amazing. So like the location, Prime, where we stayed, disgusting.
0: (laughs) I followed along via your Instagram. There's a lot to unpack there, I feel like, but also I feel like you got an authentic New York experience. Oh, a (laughs) hundred
1: percent. So we stayed with 11 girls. We, um, I ended up naming the place that we stayed Cockroachville Okay. because there was cockroaches, a rat. We came in, I should literally show you the door. it looked like a damn Frankenstein door. <laughs> so I walk up to it and I'm like, there's no way. It was like a jail door with oh. like 15 locks, <gasps> like kind of like meshed together with metal. And I was like, there is no way this is where we're staying. Is it an Airbnb? Yes. Oh my God. So I'm panicked. We get there. We can't get in for like, I want to say like an hour. So we're with all of our stuff, missing meetings, shows, <gasps> all this stuff. And I'm more of like a happy-go-lucky, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. These other girls were freaking out. Yeah, because they probably were like, I'm definitely getting murdered in my sleep. Yeah, and (laughs) so we come in, there is cords hanging from the ceiling, and I noticed right away. So I was like, okay, this is going to be rough. Um, Either the bedrooms have lighting or they have a plug-in. So what's more important to you? I was a little, um, well, I figured out the only room that had a plug-in and lighting, so people probably weren't too jacked about that but I like (laughs) raced in there threw my stuff down and then there was only two lights that pretty much controlled like the whole place so we'd have to make sure everybody was up to like flip it on because it was like half the house half the house and then the rest of the plugins were in the hallway so it was definitely like a time to be alive we ended up running out of toilet paper like second day and like <laughs> you just had to like work with it we had to have an air mattress for one of the girls who ended up being extra cuz there was only supposed to be 10 and they're like okay for the 11th we'll do an air mattress air mattress pops so. <laughs> The like literally the breaker blew, like water stopped at one point. You just gotta I mean, like roll with the punches at that point. Yeah,
0: I think that's what I love about you though, because I was following along via Instagram, and you were sharing all of these moments, and like, but that's what people love about you is that you're willing to kind of share instead of putting on like this glamorous facade. You're like, no, here's what it really <laughs> is to like get naked in between outfit changes on the street, literally. And I yeah. feel like a lot of people, it's funny, they want to like perceive
1: like this super glamorous lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now, Like, to be honest, even if you have glamorous lifestyle, there are so many points of it that are not glamorous Hundred percent. and yes. people relate more to like the shit that goes yeah, on versus the messy like, moments. yeah. Versus like, Oh, I'm super glam in my selfie. Like totally. I'm like, okay, I literally have like a bag of hair walking into spring studios <laughs> because without it, I look like a naked mole rat. Oh so my God. <laughs> that was my favorite
0: part. Yes. <laughs> that's
1: true. <laughs> so you just have to be like open, like with people. and like, not be scared to share yourself. Like I think a lot of, times people throw around the word authentic but mm-hmm. what that actually means to each individual person is so different definitely. because what's authentic to me and being like hey I have hair in my bag I literally have short <laughs> hair and wear extensions
0: all the time is so different to someone else definitely so absolutely so you're based on the Portland market like what motivated you to want to go to New York Fashion Week I think I saw all of it was honestly kind of like Instagram yep. so I had seen
1: all my favorite fashion vloggers go and all these people that I I loved and like it seemed like such this like glamorous event and I was like wow I want to be a part of this never thought I could go and like I hit the fuck it button on a lot of things <laughs> that's what I call it I actually my friend got me a, a button on Amazon that I pressed oh my god we all need one oh, okay I, we're, gonna, I, we're gonna post the link <laughs> I will I will send it to you it's amazing and so I was like why can't I do this and like I do that a lot of times before I do something major I'm like what is the reason that I can't do this and I couldn't come up with any reasons So I booked a ticket, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm just going to figure this out.
0: Okay, so tell us, like, how do you make the move from being in Portland to going to Fashion Week? Like, if people are interested, how do they get there? Honestly, you just have to go for it. So I booked my ticket,
1: had no idea who I was going to stay with, and then I was like, okay, we've got to get creative. So went on Instagram, looked up bloggers that, like, I follow and have maybe, like, interacted with a few times, Mm -hmm. and was like, how can – and I become friends with them, honestly. So I reached out to them and I was like, Hey girls, like this is my first time ever at Fashion Week. I really want to stay with people who are, like, in the industry that could give me some insight. I'm such a newbie. Yeah. And, like, I know nothing. So, like, would you guys be down to, like, all stay together? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, my gosh, 100%. We already have a group. And Great. we need another girl. So I ended up coming in and stayed with um, a girl named Lee. So her Instagram name is Legally Blonde. So she's a lawyer. Amazing. Up in um, Vancouver, BC. We stayed together, have hit it off. Like, we stayed together, again, this fashion week in the same room. We've traveled together like amazing and you make like such good connections so that would be um the best recommendation i could give you is to reach out to people who you know go yep to get on gps radar so if you haven't heard of that it's like a website that you have to be like admitted to they have to like let you come in but i think people get in pretty easily Mm -hmm. um It was like a week before I got in. And you want to start pitching shows three weeks in advance. So you're pitching like the publicist and kind of saying like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Can I come? Yeah. And you'll get, you'll send out 200 emails and get five responses. Right. Like just prepare for that. And you have to get really good at hearing no. Yes. GPS radar is such a great resource because they're all listed in one place. So you see like Saturday, 6 a.m. this show, 7 a.m. And you can Mm -hmm. request an invite. Doesn't mean oh, you'll, via the app? Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, and it's a website and an app. And chances are you may not hear back, but if you do and start to like gain those contacts, mm-hmm. afterwards, a thing that worked really well for me was I took pictures mm-hmm. and like tagged them and everything and then screenshotted my stories or posts or whatever, right. sent it to the agency, thanked them said I had so much fun, this was kind of like the publicity that right. I did or the blog post or I whatever. Think
0: that is so smart because so often on the PR side, it's kind of, you know, you never really know how it's going to end up. And there's a million different things that you might be working on in the weeds during fashion week. So to have a blogger or an influencer kind of close the gap and follow up and, you know, show you like, here's what I did, here's kind of the content I produced, like that's huge. And that's a great way to get invited again.
1: And I think that that's, and I even like this year, um, like people had changed at the same industry or same um, Place that I was working with, and they were like, Okay, well, what did you do for last time? and you can go back to that email. Forward it to them. Mm -hmm. So like even if like because NPR, I'm sure you know like positions change all absolutely and people come and go and yep yeah and so having like that backlog too to be able to go to and then it's already saved in your email Mm -hmm. so you're like six months later it's still gonna be in there totally and I even save them after I send them. Um, I have like different folders in my email that's like September Fashion Week now. Like, are you a Virgo? That (laughs) sounds very
0: organized. (laughs) I'm
1: actually a Leo. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that is what I try to be like organized at is like making sure it's all in the same folder. That way I don't have to retry to find those contacts again. Um, and they're all in one place, all the emails, like I can repitch people. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really easy for this time. I had all those contacts or people that I've known and worked together. Now they Mm -hmm. have like a face to the name and
0: they're like, okay, add her yep so oh, that's awesome yeah so you got to do a mix of like runway shows but also you did a lot of like parties right like there I were did. like were there after parties there were there was
1: quite a few after parties which I think is super fun we, I was ended up dancing with do you know who um I think it's Patrick Starr I want to say has like the turban who's the beauty blogger oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. is that I think that's who it is and I ended up dancing with like that person at an after party it was like an NBA thing that you had Amazing. to like get invited to randomly but it was like so much fun I think the after parties are great because it's more of like a time to let loose everyone right. is so serious and thinks they're so cool for i know whatever reason. right like when you go to the runway yeah. shows everyone
0: and you're just like oh my god it's okay to Step smile down. it's not gonna yeah. hurt
1: you like showing some teeth won't hurt you and so that was really fun i did some showroom visits oh, and great. for anyone who like doesn't know um kind of the difference between like a runway show a showroom visit a meeting mm-hmm. so runway shows um you have the opportunity sometimes to go backstage, but that doesn't mean that you get a ticket out front. Oh, So okay. that could know. mean that, like, you get to, ha- like, see hair and makeup or see, like, the designer mm-hmm. or um, see how things are being put together. But just because you kind of get that experience, one doesn't lead to the other, which I had no idea about. That's a really good point because, you know, often it's a capacity issue. It is. Yeah. And so you'll get invited back there, which is cool because behind the scenes I love to see how, like, all this time and effort gets to put into a show. Absolutely. And then for a show is like where you're, um, you can be seated or standing depending Mm -hmm. on like who
0: you know and like what um, you've done in the past with them. And also who the designer is. Like, is it a mainstream or is it somebody more indie? Yeah. Do you have a preference? I like to see it all.
1: Okay. I think it's really interesting to see what everyone is doing yep. because the top people, it can be very like produced, mm-hmm. but it can be so super cool. And then same with like completely different. Absolutely. Like, I love to see like a wide range. I'm never going to be like, oh, I'm not
0: going to go to that show right. because I'm like, if I'm interested in the
1: fashion, I'm going, I don't care who it is. And
0: I think there's something really cool about like an underground, like mm-hmm. indie fashion show that just feels very, very cool. It's
1: super cool. And, um, and I loved it. I love to see all of of it. So that's kind of like runway um and then behind the scenes showroom visits are where you'll meet with a brand Mm -hmm. and you'll go in like we're actually recording live from universal studios (laughs) or universal standard I almost said universal studios and um that's like a showroom so you'd walk in they have like the clothes and everything um you get to like meet people from the team Mm -hmm. and then like a meeting you can set up too which is like what I've been trying to do more of so that you meet just with like the PR person not in the showroom. Room because right. a lot of times it's super rushed
0: right and, and they work with multiple brands and it is a little bit chaotic at times yeah. and i know because i'm usually on the other end of that exactly
1: <laughs> and so those are kind of like i'm definitely trying to bump up more of like the showrooms and the meetings yep because i think now that i've gotten like a good foot in the door with some of like the behind the scenes and um like actual runway that helps a lot
0: definitely Okay, so the September Fashion Weeks are always a little bit bigger and a little bit crazy. It's kind of, you know, to me, it's like going back to school. It's like everybody, you know, comes back from summer break, and they're excited Mm -hmm. about the start of a new season. What was Fashion Week like, like, you know, vibe-wise this time around? Um, It was a little bit different. So in February, I did feel like it was a little bit more laid
1: back. This was more of like a high-stress environment. You could feel people's energy and stress in the line. So I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves to make all these events to make these meetings. Honestly, for status, okay, it's not, and that's kind of what I heard a lot was. I have to go to this. I have to go to that. You don't have to go to anything unless you're working at Fashion Week. Right, chances are you don't have to go. This is a choice, and I totally. think that's where a big mix-up is. Is people feel this like responsibility to go now mm-hmm. that they've gone. Um, Which I think is ridiculous. I think
0: that like defeats the purpose entirely. And you need to
1: have fun. And I think making connections is so huge. A lot of people don't come there to make friends. And you can tell. Mm. Like there is definitely a vibe there. People are not necessarily friendly. Okay. Like I've had like people, I had a girl last year who um, I had met getting my hair done like a few hours before and was so blatantly rude until she found out, okay, that you're over 10K then she wanted to be nice to me. Wow. So you have to realize like everybody is there for themselves. So like definitely keep your guard up, but be open, like okay. be smart and like go there with an intention. Like that mm-hmm. is a huge thing that I do each time that I've gone is like, okay, what is my intention for going here? Right. Is it to make connects? Is it to possibly move to New York one day, which I would love to do, but, mm-hmm. um, just like setting that intention and realizing like, a lot of people do base like their status on their numbers. Mm-hmm. So if they look down upon you, you need to realize that that is on them. That is never that on is you. That is never on you.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. And I mean I and I think that you're right. There are a lot of bloggers and influencers who are like, you know, I'm missing out on fashion week and I feel like I'm not relevant and that's actually not It's not true, true at, all. at all. It's it's really a choice and I mean definitely the vibe
1: there, high stress, it's a lot of like crazy fashion which I love to see. Love. But you can kind Kind of tell who wouldn't wear that in person or that's not necessarily them. They're looking to get photographed. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like behind the scenes. Um, I met with a photographer yesterday and we were chatting about how, the girl she was with was like why am I not getting photographed why am I not getting photographed interesting and you have to realize like people do see that as kind of like a status like a lot of people want to be photographed by like Getty Images Mm -hmm. and they took a picture of me (laughs) mind you I it It is the (laughs) cover of the um like the 2019 September um street style and I literally have like a camel toe I have like a lazy (laughs) eye I look (laughs) bloated like for me I have to laugh at that right but somebody else would be mortified and a lot of girls that I was with were freaking out that they were on Getty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's again, it's a status thing. Totally. Um. So it's just very dependent on what you're going there. And you just need to keep yourself in check. Like for sure. Like realize, yeah, you may be around all these big people, but they're just like you. And there's no reason for anybody to treat you like trash. Absolutely. I had like an instance where I met these two girls who had been talking on Instagram for literally four or five years. Wow. So they were in LA. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to meet you. We'll have to meet up for my first First Fashion Week, um, I sent her a message and was like, hey, I've never been. You go all the time. Like, do you have any tips? Sent me the longest tip list. And I was like, we definitely were like friends, I felt like.
0: Yeah, you had a rapport, especially after corresponding for four to five years. years.
1: Yeah. And then um, I met her in person and she essentially like made fun of me. My face (gasps) was so rude with her other friend. And you just have to realize, too, like there's so much insecurity that happens around fashion, around Fashion Week. And, like, that that is on them.
0: Like and I, that's just mean-spirited. I just feel like that is, you know, that's not how you want to operate in the world. And it just seems really short-sighted.
1: It is. And it was interesting, too, because I ended up staying with one of the girls. Um, I kind of told her about the experience. I would never say who it was. And I didn't have to. And she knew who it was. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So now your rep- reputation is then going... Around everybody, and totally. I didn't even have to say exactly what happened mm-hmm. for her to know it was her.
0: And think about all the bloggers there right. are—crazy. There's so many, and it's such a tight knit community. Of pe- like people, you know, everybody knows everybody. And if you're, you know, kind of getting that reputation that you're a mean girl or you're kind of a bully, like word travels fast, and you know, and then it travels to the brands, and the brands are not going to work with you. No.
1: And too, on the polar opposite end, I met some of the coolest people just because I put myself out there. Mm-hmm. It's awkward and it's uncomfortable, and you're going to get rejected so many times, Mm -hmm. whether it be to your face, whether it be literally someone behind you talking about you, you have to just be like aware of that and be like, okay, stay strong and also like always be yourself. Totally. So like if you wouldn't do that just because if you're with a group of people, still don't do it. There's Mm -hmm. no reason that you should be doing things that you're uncomfortable with or if someone's going to treat you poorly, like stand up for yourself. Right. And I put myself out there multiple times in line just to even talk to people. And yep. I think that's one of my key things that have happened. And I've met people who are definitely on the shyer side, but ended up being a PR reps for huge companies absolutely, or, you know, someone that you end up Uh, is actually there that's their first fashion week and they were just feeling that uncomfortable too and you guys get to like share that and laugh about all the craziness and go out to coffee later like there was people that I randomly bumped into that now we talk on Instagram all the time and we're like fast friends I love that so it's really fun to be able to come back like as you said kind of like after school and be able to see people again and see how their lives have changed like people are having kids getting married and it's so much more than just, like, Instagram. Right. It's people's lives and those connections last years long if you foster them and make them. So there is so much positive. It's just being always on the defense and realizing that, like, okay, this is only a very small
0: part of like the industry as a whole. Right, and actually that's a great segue because I think the other thing that's really interesting for me about you know kind of fall fashion week is just like the business insight. What are the brands talking about? Like what are their pain points? And for you as an influencer, like how can you help them kind of communicate brand messaging and get through to your followers? So I've
1: met with like actually quite a few companies and they've given me a lot of insight. What's so interesting is when they're searching for influencers, they're not doing it via their phone. They're doing it via desktop. Interesting. If it is not, on your desktop where you have your email on the top of your bio like we do have like if you have um like a business instagram you get that tab that says like click the email yep but if you don't have it in your bio they're not reaching out to you mm-hmm. because they're not going to be able to see it
0: from the um the web version right and they have a limited amount of time it can't be like a treasure hunt to and, find they're, your and info. they're not going to
1: pick up their phone and redo it so like having certain things like location having your email Mm -hmm. what you do if you specify in something is so huge because then they may not work with you for this go round, but they'll work with you for another one totally um so that was really huge just to hear like their insight and what they are looking for Mm -hmm. um we chatted a little bit before this about micro influencers yes Um, and I have felt like a certain way about it because a lot of the people that do just because you have a big following doesn't mean you have a lot of experience. Right. And I think that that's where people get misconstrued. People can blow up and still not have a lot of experience Mm -hmm. or they can be really small and have a ton of experience, but not a lot of followers. Right. Um, and so with a lot of micro influencers who are newer, Um, They are, and brands have said this too, they're looking for that quick paycheck Mm -hmm. and they want to monetize before they've even started. Right. They want to be like, how can I make money? Is there a budget for this? Is there not a budget? Mm -hmm. And if there's not a budget, they're not doing it. Yet they have 5,000 followers. And for me, like a great way that I feel like I've grown is like fostering relationships with those companies. So like, even if they don't have a budget now, let's see what we can do until they do. Absolutely. Or if there's a campaign that they feel like I'm going to be a better Fit. How about I test some products, and then I can organically talk about them—the ones that I do like, right. um, or give feedback on ones that I don't. Mm-hmm. Like one of um, product that I used recently, um, it was like a pump, and the pump broke the second time I used it. Turns out that was happening with everybody, but nobody was telling them about it. Oh no! So, like, just even lit- little things like that—they're like, okay, well, maybe we need to take that to manufacturing. Yeah, like you can give brands so much insight and knowledge on their products on how things are wearing Mm -hmm. if things stretch if you just foster those relationships and that's what they're looking for that
0: feedback loop is
1: huge and just just telling them too like hey um, I just saw this new product I'm obsessed with it is there any way that I can try this um, and chances are, if you have a good relationship th- with them, they're going to be like totally. Mm-hmm. But those girls who come in for that one collab, they're right. not looking for anymore.
0: Right, and they're and it's very transactional. And I feel like the brand recognizes that right away, and they're like, okay, this is a great filter. Yeah, and they're like, okay. And two, um, a
1: thing that I've done when pitching brands is like. You keep your emails short and sweet, but then also say exactly what you're interested in working with them for. But say you're open to whatever is on their end mm-hmm. because they may have a specific thing that they're looking um, for. And that may not be exactly the product you're interested in. And I think that just being super open with companies is mm-hmm. really huge. Um, that was one thing that someone said was like being open and yeah. not being closed off. Like right. I took um, recently like a pad campaign mm-hmm. and people um, at first someone was like, why would you take that? And I go, why wouldn't I take that? I've used this product literally since eighth grade mm-hmm. like or whenever I started my period. Right. And Why wouldn't I talk about something that like happens with everybody Mm -hmm. just because other people are doing it doesn't mean that you can't be that first person to talk about it, to be vulnerable, to be uncomfortable.
0: Well, and to talk about something that you actually use in your real life, because I think that's the other thing, you know, that's the other sort of barrier for influencers is they're trying to you know, project this sort of fantasy life and they forget about kind of the day-to-day that makes them relatable and approachable for their followers.
1: Yeah, and to like finding those products or like messaging that actually relate to you. So like a huge thing that like I always think about is can I use this product Mm long-term? So if I, chances are, if I've been able to use it up until now, I'm going to continue to use it for years. So you've just got a plug who's going to shout out your product forever, which is what you want. Totally. Um, And there are some brands where I have like a three week trial period with some products before I'm going to talk about them, whether that be vitamins or beauty products or whatever that is. And I had spoke with um, a company in New York while I was there and they were like, we some of our people we need a quicker turnaround than that and i was mm-hmm. like well then i'm not your girl right because i would rather be able to talk about something forever um and a lot of people haven't tried the products that they pim and you're true. like that's so true and, and then I, it's like and
0: then you're an actual consumer
1: who's like wait a minute yeah i know you just got that in your pr box a few days ago yeah. and you posted it on your story and now you're doing a campaign for them and you're like okay do, you, you just don't know and so I think about being like kind of how you talked about like transparent is huge yeah. and being like hey if there was something about the product um that you didn't like um, you can say that too. Just be like, I would actually prefer to use it for this usage instead of maybe this one. Right. Like, and throw your own twist on it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's huge. And as a publicist, I mean, that's something that I really focus on for the brands that I work on. Is like, you know, being really open ended with the influencers that I'm working with and saying like, here's how we use the product, but there's a million different ways to use it, and we want you to post whichever way fits in best with your lifestyle. And
1: um, there was like a company who has like a CBD line and. I was talking with the girl. I always like to hop on the phone, which is, like, a huge tip that people don't use anymore. I would mm-hmm. much rather hop on the phone with someone than message them all the Me time. Me, too. And you get way more done. Like, there was a meeting that I couldn't make in New York, and I said, hey, well, do you have 15 minutes to hop on the phone while I'm on the um." On this, about to get on the subway, or I'm walking to this um, Definitely. next show, and they're so
0: down. And I think that's huge. And for me, it's a red flag when people won't hop on a call because yeah. I'm like, "What do you mean? What are you trying to hide? <laughs> are you catfishing right? me? Like, yeah, so weird. Yeah." And I think that's like a great
1: way to like get your products across because when I hopped on the phone um, with her, she actually talked about how the CBD product um, you could put in your moisturizer Ooh. instead of like using it as like tincture, and, yeah, and tea or something. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've never thought about that." And she was like, "Now you." You just turned your cream into a CBD cream by just adding these drops. Doing it,
0: I'm obsessed. I know. So I wanna pivot a little bit, just going back to kind of the business insights about eco-friendly fashion, because that's obviously big in the Portland market, Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that a lot of brands are really thinking about. Did you experience that at Fashion Week? Um, There were some people that definitely talked about
1: it. And it is more popular in the Portland market. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of fast fashion that happens at Fashion Week. I just do. Because all these people are wanting to shoot as many outfits as possible. Mm -hmm. They're wanting to bring stuff that isn't super pricey so that if something happens to it. Right. Or, um, yeah, so it doesn't get ruined. Um, With designers, like, I did notice a higher price point with things. And it's because they're taking longer to get made they're doing it from scratch and like I completely support that one of the designers I wore was O'Field apparel and she has higher priced items but they also are so like such great quality Mm -hmm. and uh, she's right now like integrating neon which is one of my favorite trends and her jackets are like 600 700 dollars yep but I was able to plug her so much because it's such a statement piece and you could tell it was quality.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that that's such a difference to some, maybe some of the other stuff that I wore that was more of like, fast fashion forever 21 vibes yep. um but when i wore some of the pieces that were more expensive you can tell
0: mm-hmm. people
1: are like wow what is that where can i get it definitely um and definitely in the portland market there's a lot of different brands right now that are right. like coming up with um stuff that is maybe a higher price point mm-hmm. but um i know there's a brand in portland called ecovibe apparel and all of their stuff is like recycled and right. i i think at the end of september they have like a sustainable fashion them Amazing. That, um, that happens. And my thing is what's hard for me to kind of balance the two, just being an influencer is the fact that like my price point for my target audience is on that lower range. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have to pick those pieces that are very specific, that are going to be higher priced right. so that they can still, have it accessible and not everything I'm wearing is $800, right? You know, but if you have that more expensive piece that you can have for seasons Mm -hmm. versus that lower price point,
0: you can kind of balance it out. Right. And I think that, you know, that's the beauty of the fashion industry as a whole moving toward eco-friendly fashion is it's going to bring the price down for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I just think there's so many exciting developments that are happening in eco-friendly fashion. I think for you as an influencer, it's really important that you're showing eco-friendly fashion so that, because a lot of people have this like preconceived notion of what that looks like and then they see what it actually is and they're like oh it can be stylish it, it doesn't just be, need yeah. to be like you know a, a paper, paper bag, bag yeah. right like that's the thing that people always say and i think we've come a long way in fashion and it's really been exciting to see the development and to in technology too with like um
1: more like sustainable things like there, uh, to like two years ago i saw um at portland fashion week there was a shoe company that i cannot remember the name but they were using um these shoes that they were 3d printing cool but they lasted for Forever, because they were made custom
0: for your feet. That is incredible, and it was
1: crazy because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like it." They yeah. had all of the models wear them, and they were custom fit for their foot.
0: Okay, I need some of those. That sounds incredible. Yeah. I mean, just all the developments have yeah. so amazing. Well, Christina, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I feel like I went to New York Fashion Week vicariously through yeah. you. Good. I am so happy. <laughs> So where where can people find you? Um,
1: So you can find me at Christina Catherine McInnes. It's a long one. It's a novel on Instagram. (laughs) Um, ChristinaMcInnes.com for my website. And then I did just start a podcast um, called The Bottled Blonde Podcast. You can find on Instagram. And um, Cindy will actually be featured on one of my episodes. You'll have to come
0: check it out. You're going to have to tune in. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Sydney Mintel, and you've been listening to the Gossip and Glamour podcast. See you next time. If you loved this episode, there's plenty more where that came from. Head over to gossip-glamour.com podcast for links to all of our podcast episodes featuring Seattle designers, boutiques, and local creatives. You can also find us on Instagram at gossip underscore glamour. See you next time.